Okay, welcome to Tuesday afternoon in Newcastle. We've got sound. Everything looks okay on my end, so I'm assuming this is recording. Uh, welcome to an afternoon of metaphysical speculation, uh, which is me looking for stuff to play on YouTube, essentially connected to A Course in Miracles. And A Course in Miracles is, is kind of my, my non-dual thing at the moment. I, it fits in with the uh, the Dance of Shiva theme that I've been using for the last five months, six months or so. So it, it fits. And it's the same idea expressed in a, in a more slightly more Christian way. But it's the same idea. And I'm always I'm drawn to this type of system, the all is mind kind of idea. So let's see what we can find. It might take me a few minutes to find something that's the right length. I'm looking for something that's about half an hour long. And most of the Course in Miracles stuff is, is longer than that. That's the audio book. I don't want the audio book, so I'm going to have to go with um, somebody talking about their experience or whatever, I think. So, Max Ryan, maybe. He had interesting things to say. He doesn't even come up on the on the search now. The audiobook comes up in ten hour chunks, which is no good to me at the moment, so we'll have to do a search for Max Ryan, you know, specifically. I discovered this guy and He's okay in what he's doing, so let me see what shows up for him. Oh, this is just 12 minutes, so this is about right length. I'll skip the advert. If there are any. So let's um, say a prayer and then we'll get going. So close our eyes. 
<sighs> Dear Mother, Father, God, divine source, universe, all that is. We come together today with open hearts, open minds, and an open spirit. We allow today to be a time of love and support and guidance. And we ask that as we share and we contemplate today, that we are brought in closer conscious contact with our flow, with our peace, and with our connection with God. We take a big deep breath. And together we say thank you very much. And so it is. All right, so I opened up to this section. It's really great. So what it, when it, in the Course of Miracles, listen, you can open up to any page, any time. Works a little better if you know what the Course is and you've been working with the Course a little bit, but um, that's what I'm there for because I've been doing this for a very long time. And you can open up to any page and see what comes up. And this is what I opened up to, so we're going to talk about this. So if you have your Course in Miracles there, it's chapter 18, number four, and it's called The Little Willingness, The Little Willingness. So chapter 18, section four, The Little Willingness, okay? So let's, I'm going to read this part, and we'll break it down. Here we go. Um, the holy instant is the result of your determination to be holy. The holy instant is the result of your determination to be holy. Now, holy means whole. Holy means whole. Holy is not better. Holy is not worse. Holy is just whole. Wholeness. So, then the holy instant is the present moment. The present moment. So the holy instant is the result of your determination to be holy. So when you're only motivating factor, if you want to say that, in your life is wholeness, and I would say truth, then guess what happens? You fall right into the present moment. That's the holy instant. Because there is no past and there is no future, right? All of that is an illusion. The past is a memory. The future hasn't occurred yet. So as you start to make your priority in your life, the truth and wholeness, you start to sink deeply into the present moment. It's just because that's your natural, natural um, um, place of being. It's not in the past and it's not in the future. Do you understand? It's not in the past and it's not in the future, right? So let me say it again, the holy instant, the present moment is the result of your determination to be holy. Okay, let's keep reading. And he says, it is the answer. So the Holy Spirit is, I mean, the holy instant is the answer. That's the answer to all of your problems. That's the answer to all of your confusion. That's the answer to all your suffering. That's the answer to all your expectations. That's the answer to everything is the holy instant. Take a deep breath. And if you think about that, that is the truth. Because your suffering always comes, and suffering is not whole, 
it's separation and segmented and um, a million different pieces, right? All of it comes from an idea that I could have been different, I should be different, it should be different, they should be different, I should be different in the future or in the past, in the future or in the past. So the holy instant is the answer to all your suffering, right? But the holy instant, as he says here, is the result. It's the result, right? So it's not from this point of view. We don't have to try to be in the holy instant because it's already there. Do you understand? You don't have to try to be in the present moment because it's already there. Take a deep breath. It's a result. When your priority is truth, holiness, wholeness, if that's your priority in your life, and that's what you're determining, and that's what you are going for at all times, then you will fall into the holy instant. You will fall into the present moment. That is the result, right? You got it? So people are trying to get in the present moment, get in the present moment, get in the present moment. I have bullet news bulletin, news bulletin. You cannot not be in the present moment. You cannot not be in the holy instant. You just have too many things in front of you to understand and to get and to really experience that you're already there. Take a deep breath. It's the answer to everything. And the answer is the holy instant. But the methodology is to go for truth all the time. Go for truth. Go for holiness. Go for wholeness. Right? Because if your goal is separation, which subconsciously we do, and what we do is we end up doing this. We end up saying, I'm going to be so holy. I'm going to be so great. And I'm not going to be like that. That's separation. That's separation. Because you're immediately going, that's over there and this is over here. That's dualism, dualism, dualism. Okay? Okay, I'm going to reread and keep reading. Here we go. The holy instant is a result of your determination to be holy. It is the answer. Going on. The desire and the willingness to let it come precedes its coming. The desire and willingness to let it come precedes its coming. It's coming into your consciousness. It's always there, right? You prepare your mind for it only to the extent of recognizing that you want it above all else, that you want it above all else, like what I was saying earlier. It is not necessary that you do more. This is what Mel is talking about. It is not necessary that you do more. Indeed, it is necessary that you realize that you cannot do more. That's the truth. You can't do anymore. It is not necessarily that you do more. And in fact, in the course, one of the biggest lessons is I need do nothing. I need do nothing. And that is 
so incredibly powerful, I can't even tell you. Because it's the complete opposite of the egoic mind's way of living. Gotta do, gotta do, gotta do, gotta do. Gotta figure out, gotta figure out, gotta... And so what does that do? It drives you right into the future, and you're reflecting on the past. Why do you think I always say take a deep breath? Take a deep breath. Allow. 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 Right? I'm going to say it again. It is not necessary that you do more. Indeed, it is necessary that you realize that you cannot do more. And in a way, the allowing, the word allowing is great. But even, listen to this, listen to this very, very clearly. Even the allowing is trying to do something to get you out of what you think you're doing wrong. Make sense? You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. So, what do you have to, if you're not going to do anything, you have to, oh, Lori, you got it. You have to be. You have to be. Another way of saying, I think a better way on some level that gets you hooked in in a good way is to stop. Stop. Just stop. Can you for a nanosecond just stop? Can you just stop? Is that possible? Because if it's possible that you can just stop, and it is possible, if you could just stop, you're just gonna start to you're gonna start to get this. St just stop. You know, I work with with private students and stuff, and sometimes I say to them, "Stop, stop, stop." Can you just stop? See what happens. Just this, just be. Can you stop? That takes great courage. It takes great courage to just stop. Stop trying to fix. Stop trying to be. Trying to be, see? Stop trying to organize. Stop trying to whatever. That's exactly right. Lori, three-step three step plan to enlightenment. Sit down, shut the up, and ask what's true. So stop. Sit down is the stop. Shut up. And then see what's true. This is exactly what he's saying here. You're not doing anything. But the way to get into allowing is to stop.
is to stop. Hello and welcome to the channel. It's great to have you here. Today we're going to start um, actually a six-part series. So um, stick around because we're going to be talking about trust. One of the most important things you can do on your spiritual path is to develop your trust. And of course, the Miracles has a very specific six steps. Say that ten times. Six steps. Six steps to developing your trust. So today, we're going to look at the first one. So welcome to the channel. My name is Max Ryan. I am a spiritual teacher. I'm a law of attraction trainer, and I've been a student and a teacher of A Course in Miracles for more than 38 years. A Course in Miracles is a spiritual, sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. Um, the Course in Miracles is a spiritual mind study program that has one goal, and that is true inner peace. So if you're interested in having true inner peace, no matter what's happening in your life, then I encourage you to subscribe and to hang out with us and watch the other videos. Okay? So what's a little different today is that we're going to be working with something in um, the very back of the book called the Manual for Teachers. The Manual for Teachers in A Course in Miracles. This is my Course in Miracles. You've probably seen it a million times. Um, the Course in Miracles Manual for Teachers is really um instructive it's really helpful and it's also something that um, i think you can get a lot out of even if you haven't read a course in miracles or done the lessons right so we're going to be talking about um section four um and it's called what are the characteristics of god's teachers and number one is trust Number one is trust. I have trust tattooed to my hand right here because I know that trust is one of the most important things that you can develop in on your spiritual journey, right? Um, the reason that most of us have um, anger, frustration, um, anything that's not of peace is because we are not in a trustful, faithful place. We're in fear, we're in agitation, we're in all of those things. But when you develop your trust, I guarantee you, you are going to start to have a different experience of the world, different experience of yourself and your life, right? So let's look at what he says here in number one, trust. So I said that we're going to go through the first one of six, right? But there's a little um, introduction that I want to just pull a few things out. And he says in the very first paragraph here, he says, The teachers of God have trust in the world because they have learned it is not governed by the laws the world made up. It is governed by a power that is in them, but not of them. 
This is really important because we look at the world and we think it's insane. It's, it's crazy. It's all, you know, it's, it's suffering and war and um, sacrifice and guilt and all of that stuff. But what he's saying here is the teachers of God, and just a caveat here, is that the teachers of God, he says that who is a teacher of God? Anyone who chooses to be one, right? Teacher of peace, of love, of joy, right? So the teachers of God have trust in the world because they have learned it is not governed by the laws the world made up. Because the world and the ego mind makes up a lot of laws. And that's when you look out and you see insanity. That's when you see suffering. That's when you, it's not that it's not happening. It is happening in the illusion of the world. But in truth, it's not really happening, right? So it is governed by a power that is in them, but not of them, right? So that's the first thing we need to understand about trust. He says that trust, when this power has, has once been experienced, it is simply impossible to trust one's own petty strength again. Are you trusting in your own petty strength or are you trusting in your connection to God, source, love, all that is? This is huge. This is huge because we run around the world trying to trust in our own power. I can do it. All of that stuff, right? But... Real spiritual awakening and real peace comes from trusting the power that is in us, but is not of us, right? Now, the next line in this introduction to trust is so incredible. I want you to just sit back and listen to this line. See what it does for you. Okay, here we go. Who would attempt to fly with the tiny wings of a sparrow when the mighty power of an eagle has been given him. Let me say that again. Who would attempt to fly with the tiny wings of a sparrow when the mighty power of an eagle has been given him? This is so powerful because within you, within me, within everyone, we have that connection. We have the power of the wings of an eagle, but we rely on the wings of a sparrow. Nothing, nothing against sparrows, but this is what we do. So we don't trust that we have that connection. We don't trust it. And this is a process of developing your trust in the eagle's wings. Okay, so that was the introduction. Let's get to it. This is the first of six, right? We'll do, we're going to do five more videos, so just hang out. Get your pen and paper out and write some stuff down here, right? So the development of trust, and it's in the manual for teachers towards the back, okay? All right, here we go. Number one. First, the teachers of God, which is you and me, must go through what is called a period of undoing. Write that down. A period of undoing. This need not be painful, but it usually is. But it is, Sorry, it is usually so experienced. It seems as if things are being taken away 
and it is rarely understood initially that their lack of value is merely being recognized. So let me just say this. The period of undoing is the first step they have to go through. And when you understand that you're going to have to start to undo some of your thoughts, you're going to have to let go of some things that, that you have held on to for a long time or a short time, doesn't matter. This, as he says, it doesn't have to be painful, but it is usually so experienced because you're going to have to let go of things, ideas, philosophies, principles that you think that you've been holding on to forever. You're going to have to start to let go of them. I mean, not all of them, right? So it's going to seem as if things are being taken away. And it is rarely understood initially that the lack of value is their lack of value is merely being recognized. So you're holding on to being right. You're holding on to making sure you get justice. You're holding on to um, having any kind of revenge, any of that. But you realize very clearly that this really has no value. It has no value. If you really want inner peace, if you really want spiritual awakening, you realize that has no value. Right? So what you have to start to do is you have to start to see what is not of value in your life. Is making sure you're right. This is going to come up over and over and over again. Is making sure that you are right valuable? Really, ask yourself that question. Because if being right is so valuable to you, this is going to be painful. But if you've come to the point where you're like, yeah, I don't got to be right. It's no big deal. This is going to be easier for you. For most of you, it's going to be a little difficult. We all go through it. Don't worry. It's all good. Right? So you have to be able to see all these things that you've hold on, held on to because they are blocking your ability to trust at the deepest level. Trust God, source. Trust the truth of what's going on here. So you have to be able to see what is not valuable. And this is the undoing, undoing of what you believe is important, what you believe um, needed to, you needed to hold on to. I mean, I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but I want to really get this because we're going to go into all of these other ones. This is the first one, the period undoing. So he says he is not yet at a point at which he can make the shift entirely internally. Right? So you can't just go, well, I mean, you can, but um, go, well, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm letting that go. You can't really completely do that. You can start to. You can start to. And so the plan will sometimes call for changes in what seems to be an external circumstance. For example, for example, if you've been in an abusive relationship, right? You've been in an abusive relationship. But you don't really, <clears throat> you keep staying. You keep staying. It could be a boss, it could be a lover, it could be your abusive relationship with yourself. But you keep tolerating it and tolerating it and tolerating it. Until you say, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I can't do that anymore. Then something external has to happen. 
you have to leave the job. You have to not hang around with that person that's abusing you anymore. You have to finally let go of the idea, undo, that you are meaningless or you're not lovable, right? So on the outside, in the external world, you might have to leave a relationship or a job. And then you have to say, hmm, wait a second. I think I'm going to have to do this if I'm going to trust the truth in me, the God in me, right? And this takes some work. It's hard to do on your own, I have to say, but you can do it. You can do it. So remember, this is the undoing phase, the undoing phase. So I think that you get what we're talking about here. So wrapping up for today. I want you to look at your life and I want you to think about and really examine what you have put value in and how that's kept you from having trust in yourself, in God, in source, in love. This is very big. This, this theme of we have valued the valueless comes up in the course over and over and over again. So let's recap. This is all about developing trust. So the first the first stage or period you go through is the period of undoing, where you have to start to let go of things. Well, actually, you have to assess first the thoughts, the situations, the experiences that you have thought have been valuable in your life. Okay? Remember, true spiritual awakening is an undoing. It's always an undoing. It's never an adding more, adding more, adding more. Never, never, never. This whole process, if you're interested in having true spiritual awakening, enlightenment, whatever you call it, it's a period of un. I mean, it's a, it's a period of undoing is this, but it's a process of unlearning, peeling back, peeling back, peeling back. You get it? All right. Take a big deep breath. All right. So please put in the comments below what you think you need to start to undo. Something that you've thought is oh, valuable, that you need to start to let go of, sure that you need to start to clear the way for, so you can start to trust your own intuition, your intuition that's coming from source, from God. There we go. So that's uh, a little bit of trust from A Course in Miracles. I might to the other sections. I might play them and record or put them out as a podcast. I'm not. I might just do that as part of the, the radio show t tomorrow. Don't know yet. Haven't made my mind up. But at some point, it'll uh, it'll probably happen. Whether it's part of a show or separate is neither here nor there, really, because the people who, who hear it are the right people to hear it. All right, that's enough from me, though. Half an hour to start with. I'll, I'll maybe do a new show later on as well. Well, that's it from me for now. I'll see you a bit later.